for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? Good morning. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. But you're seeing a new face up here with us. We're so happy and glad and overjoyed to be joined this morning by, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I'm getting notifications on my phone. But we're so happy to be joined by Mutaba Alguda. Did I get that right? You did. See, it's not that hard to pronounce names. This is a big thing for me, people. So make sure you learn how to pronounce people's names. But we're going to call him for purposes of this discussion because he's given us permission, Moo, right? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Muse. So um, thank you for joining us today. He's a manager of player development. Team development. Team development. There you go. Manager of team development with the Warriors. Um, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting him the last time that I was in the Bay, and I was so excited. And um, I wanted him to join today to talk with us and give us some insight on the Warriors in this crazy season. And I'm sure you're going to find him as lovely as I do. So, Mew, welcome to the show. The hell of an introduction. I feel like you, you put a lot of pressure on me, so I hope I don't hurt. <laughs> There's never any pressure here. It's all it's all good. It's all love, right, Justin? All love, all love. Uh, we just, I just found out we got another DC guy, so uh, you know, we got that got that connection going right there. She gonna hate because she's from New York. It's all good though. You said Georgia. I'm outnumbered. I'm outnumbered. I got to deal with Marcus giving me hell at night because. I, I say New York slang. He's like, you in the Bay. You got to say the Bay stuff. And now I'm like surrounded by DC folks. Where is New York? Come on, represent. Um, all right. So last night was good. So we we had energy this morning. So just so y'all know, because I'm still on the West Coast um, in the Bay. And so is Moose. So like, we're, we're early for us right now. Um, it's a little after eight in the morning. Not so early for Justin. So... Uh, but we're recording this morning because obviously we need to talk about this Warriors game from last night, which was a big difference than their last game versus the Wolves, which they fell a little short in. So I don't know, Mil, for you, is it like it is for us? Uh, and I say for us, like Justin and I, this is a fan podcast. Um, do you guys get impacted emotionally the way we do by <laughs> the Warriors' losses? And I mean, this season is a little different, so it's just been a lot of turmoil and up and down. But does it have the emotional toll on you that it does for us? <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's a question that I always get asked by, like, friends, family, fans, whoever. Um, and, and it's like yes and no, because obviously we're invested um, – not only from an emotional standpoint, but just from a professional standpoint in terms of like, we put a lot of time and effort into this, obviously not as much as the players, but uh, so we want to see them and, and see the team succeed. But the other side of it is, I think if, if we allowed ourselves to get emotionally wrapped in every loss or win, we probably all have heart attacks. And so it, it's, it's that balance of like trying to understand like we're working towards a common goal. So uh, even like I look back to I want to say it was the Clippers loss on the road uh, like two weeks ago or so. That was one of our better road performances in such a long time. So we always have to have this switch where we step back and say, look, you have to take the positives. Um, it's a loss. You never want to lose, but you have to step back and take the and take the positives. So like I want to say for the most part, yes, like we'll be sitting there like, damn, like 
like especially in terms of how it, it depends on how we lose if it's just like games where you know we're loose with the ball or, or we're beating ourselves then it's like we know we're a lot more capable of, of doing better than that yeah for sure i mean um justin and i have talked a lot about that because you know fans in general i think we're like are just upset the team is losing so um, but we've pointed out that, like, look, the losses now, while it still sucks that they're happening, they look very different than the losses that were occurring earlier in the season. And the Warriors are definitely playing better. And so we have to um, make note of that. But I ain't going to lie to you. There have definitely been some times I've had to go into my weekly therapy session like, listen, I, they, they, they are <laughs> Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> this is an issue, okay? Like it's, <laughs> and she'd be like, "Natalie, is this really how you want to spend your therapy session?" <laughs> yes, it is because they're causing me mental distress. <laughs> nah, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. We, we definitely have moments like that too earlier in the season. How often do you like check the Twitter, like the Warriors' Twitter space, and see like all the overreactions and live tweets and stuff like that? Like. What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's interesting. I've never been asked that. Uh, Twitter is my favorite social media app. I don't really like post on Instagram. Um, Twitter, I'll check daily. Now they got that like for you tab, and so oh it, yeah, that's all I'll see is like basketball and warrior <laughs> stuff. And <clears throat> there's like, I, and I don't know how we get found, but there there was I want to say it was in like December or January. There was like a, a eight week period where it was just random fan accounts tagging me, Coach Kerr, and everybody in the front office, like, yo, do this, do this, do this. And so, <laughs> like Steph says, we definitely see y'all at that. <laughs> <laughs> so they know what a psycho I am is what you're saying, huh? <laughs> no, you're not too bad. And I love, I love when you go off on people, so... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes though my going off includes Kurt. So I, if he ever finds that out, he probably won't be a fan of me. But that's okay. Um, I, I I can um live with that. Um, I also love that you're like we we in reference to the team, which you deserve to say because you actually work with the team. We're a part of the Warriors, but you know we say that on here too. Like we're a part of the team. Yeah, we got to do this tonight. <laughs> you know, you know, I've never, and I think a lot of people never really had issues with that because I'm I'm. Justin Epire, so I'm a diehard Commanders fan. And sometimes yeah. all the turmoil they put me through, I, I envision myself like that. And then I think the other piece of it too is like fans are like, I know, you know, people try to sometimes separate them. Not only think so it's more sort of athletes, but like fans are a part of, of the team. Like they drive a lot. Like a game like last night, you know, we don't go on that big run down 20 without the energy that Draymond obviously infuses into the team, but also chasing it. And so it is. Now, there is a point where it kind of crosses over, but I do think fans have the right to, to, to really kind of align themselves with the team. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel better um, that you find it. There's a level, but acceptable. Um, Going to just derail the conversation here for a minute because you brought up the commanders. And when I want to I know why y'all team is acting so new, like they're too good for Lamar Jackson. Do they not need a, a quarterback? Because y'all don't have him right now. Justin, you want me You want me going or you want to go in first? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. You got it. Man, you know, if, if you'd have asked me six years ago, like before or five years ago before I, I joined a, a, like a front office, I would have been like, and, and a part of me is still like, yo, make that move because I think we're a quarterback away. But then 
when when you look at how the money aligns, if you bring him in, you got to sign him to a new deal. And so, because he's a free agent, so it's not even an extension. That means they were kicking this year. We have about two or three million left in salary cap, so that means he's looking to make around thirty million. That means you got to trade a player or players that equate up to that surplus twenty-eight million. So that means you're going to give up a couple of those pieces that make you only a quarterback away. Um, so that's one piece. And then I think if, you know, as Justin knows with the Albert Hainsworth moves and, and all the big money splash signings we made in the past, the, uh, what's his name? Josh Norman, it, they never worked out. And so I think there's a little bit of PTSD amongst that organization in terms of like, I right, look, if we trade two first round picks and we got to trade a Deron Payne or, or someone that's impactful and Lamar gets hurt or, or he doesn't produce the same value, now we've traded away a player that's in the mid-20s that's cheaper than the quarterback and two first-round picks, which are valuable in, in football. So I, I see where they're coming from. But the fan side of me is like, boy, do y'all see how that man plays? That's the best right. quarterback in the league outside of Patrick Mahomes. Go get that man. Wow. No, no. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes. I am oh. a Eagles fan. So, you. Yes. That's we're not, not going to have this debate right now. We, When football oh, season is back, we will have a football special come back on. But so, yes, as a, as a um, NFC East person, like, I'm glad that you guys don't want him and you will continue the stupidity in that franchise. <laughs> but I just don't understand how Eric Bieniemy and a reunion with um, Lamar Jackson would not be a good thing. Like, I don't care who you have to trade. Like, he's a generational talent. Uh, <laughs> like, players like him don't grow on trees. Like, his value will far exceed anything those players you're giving up provide you. But, you know, to each his own. Nah, that's facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I what feel like Jeff? if you're going to go How in, yeah, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead, get your say say, if you're going to go in um, on like a big money splash, I would I would do it on a quarterback. You know, what I mean, I think it's like you said, we've been a quarterback away for a while. You know, you give us some of those pieces, but at the end of the day, like I think championships are won. They're 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 won and lost with quarterback play. So I think you just you you make that move, in my opinion. And I'm in agreement with y'all. I was just trying to give you yeah. their perspective, but I'm I'm with y'all. Go get that man. Come on, we all know this is collusion by the owners. Like, how, how is no one interested in Lamar Jackson? Like, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yes, yeah, Golden Spaces, but we get into all of it on this podcast. Okay, back to our dubs. Back to our beloved dubs. So let's talk about last night. Let's talk about last night and, and, and what went down in the game. So... We started off the game, we, see now you got me using we because you gave me permission, so I'm going to OD with it now. But the, the game started off and, you know, at first I was like, nah, maybe I really maybe bad luck for the Warriors because um, <laughs> I, I had a little issue like getting there yesterday. It's this, I'm going to just tell you all my personal business real quick. So there's this, I don't know what it is with Uber in, in San Francisco, but the address for like the media entrance where you go into to enter the arena for whatever reason, Terry Francois, you know, mm -hmm. that's the street, right? For whatever reason you put in that address and it does not take you there. It happened to me the last time I was here. I thought I was putting in the wrong dress. This time I put in the address for Mission Rock. You know, that restaurant across. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still, it, it, it brings you to the wrong location. So many of the times when the drivers are from, you know, the Bay, I'm like, no, this is not it. I'm like, look at the address because the address is there. And I'm like, look, we're not even on this block. And they're like, but this is where the system takes me, right? So 
like, but they'll still bring me there. But the guy last night refused. He's like, you got to call Uber. It's their fault. I'm like, sir, look at the address. Like, we're not even on that street. And so I had to like walk over. So I didn't get in and I was already like working late for my other job. So I didn't get into like uh, maybe like a few minutes into the game. And when I first came in, it was like either tied or one point difference. But I swear that's when it just all went downhill. Like, you know, the, the. That explains it. I was like, what the hell, yo? Because, I mean, when I came last time, I think they only won one game or two games during that homestand and then, like, the final three-day loss. And I'm like, yo, I may really be bringing the squad bad luck. So, but anyway, they turned it around, and they so they basically got rid of that theory for me. Thank you, because I could not give up watching the dubs and, 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 and covering them. So... But yeah, I mean, the game starts off, it's sort of even. And I agreed with Steph in his post game where he said, like, I actually thought our energy was fine to start because there was a lot of this, like, we didn't bring what we needed in the first. And I'm like, I didn't actually see that. But like, I was tweeting about throughout the game and I'm like, man, like, just nothing is falling the Warriors' right way. Like, I mean, not a call, not a rebound. Like, they get a stop, but then somehow, you know, um, um, the Pels just still came up with the ball. So I'm just like, the Warriors got to weather this storm. Because at some point, law of averages, things will start to turn in their favor. And it did. But, you know, what Steph said is like, just all those plays back to back, it becomes deflating. And 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 I, I did think that was like a really accurate description. So I'm curious to know what you thought about like, what, while the game was happening and unfolding, what you were seeing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and I think Steph voiced it perfectly because we came out and, and our energy was good. And, and Justin, I, I'm sure you saw the, those first couple of minutes, but we were making everything. The issue was, so were they. And, and so I, I, I want to say it was like 26, 27. That's probably when you walked in that, if I remember the score correctly. And that's when everything kind of compounded and we, we just couldn't hold on to the ball. And, and one of our biggest downfalls this year has been really just throughout this whole era has been live ball turnovers. And we had a lot of those Pelicans. I mean, honestly, credit to them because I don't want to just all put it on us. They, they lead the league in deflections for a reason. Uh, and then Brandon Ingram was on one. And I think it's because JK had a really good defensive game on him last time they were in the Bay. And so I think he came out with a lot of energy. He was making a lot of tough shots and then Valanchunas was just killing us on the glass. So I think it was a culmination of just, a bunch of different things, a bunch of the things that have played this this season all happening at once. And and, and, I, and that's how they got off to that big lead. And I just think like our energy was good to start and then we kind of hit a lull once those turnovers happened. But the one thing that I will say that was kind of encouraging was one thing that's played this this year is when the ball stops moving. And I, we didn't really have a chance for the ball to move to the second side because it, would, it kept getting turned over. 
But like our guys were actively looking to get others involved. And, and as anybody that watches the Warriors knows, if that ball isn't moving, we're not the patented Warriors offense that we normally are. And so I'm glad we didn't get away from that and no one tried to play hero ball. Um, and then Draymond just got us started with all of the, with, with all the energy. And, and I think <clears throat> that's the thing that a lot of people outside of the Warriors fan base, because I, I will say one thing about, that I love about the fan base is there's no, never a shortage of, of kind of um, gratefulness towards Draymond. And, and a lot of people outside of the Warriors fan base don't really see how he impacts the game at such a high level. And it's little kind of games of chess moments like that, where it's like, I see my guys need a little pump. I'm not just going to yell and be loud. Like, I'm going to be engaged defensively. I'm 6'5", but I'm taking on a seven-footer in the post. Like, little things like that, anybody that's ever hooped or, or done anything competitive, you see – you know, one of your leaders do that. It's like, I bet I got to fall in line and do the same. And I think once that happened, you know, 30's best player in the world. So he does what he do. JP, when he gets going, we know what he can do. Dante's energy was crazy. Like it just, you know, we got so many guys that can impact the game. And once once they kind of felt comfortable to do what they do, you know, we went on that massive run. And so it was an up and down game. I think you saw the best of what we could be at moments, but you also saw kind of some of the things that have plagued us all year early in the game. Yeah, I know Justin has something to say, but I just want to say we're going to revisit your 30 is the best player in the world later. So just I'll just remember you. that thought. But we, we're going to revisit that later. But I don't want to derail the conversation again. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, when Draymond kind of goes into, gets into his bag, like, you know, how does everybody react? Is it kind of like a, okay, we know what he's doing. Is it like a, Hey, you need to chill. Um, like, because I can, I understand like he's been doing this thing for years, right. Where he's the emotional leader. He's trying to get everybody involved, but he may like toe that line a little bit. Like he definitely could have gotten a second tech if the, if Emily decided, you know, and that obviously would have impacted that game and the next game. Um, but he he knows how to get all the way to that line and not go not go over. So how is it, I guess, with the coaching staff and everybody else involved, like trying to make sure that they they keep him in that moment, but make sure that he doesn't like you know take the the next step to get you know the repercussions that we don't want. Yeah, it's and it's a fine line. I think the reason, and really a lot of that is on Steve, and I think uh, the like kind of that managing that, and I think. The reason he's able to do it is because first and foremost, that's Dre. Like, it's 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 some dudes that try to okay. I see my guys need something. Let me let me put something together. And nah, that's that's who he is. So you know when he's on that type of time, it's genuine. So it's not like you know, like that's the dude hates losing. You know what I'm saying? He he he's doesn't matter how many championships or how many All Stars, Hall of Fame, whatever. He's always gonna consider himself an underdog. And so I think Coach Kerr notices that, and then. But then you also see like moments like last night where, you know, he, he saw a situation where it could get a little chippy. So he subbed them out for JK, like, you know, and, and, and people might not notice that. And I, I went back and we watched the game afterwards on the TNT broadcast. And I think it was Van Gundy that was saying, man, that's, that's exceptional coaching. People don't realize that, but in that moment, telling a player like Draymond is so established as a vocal and on court leader, like, yo, I'm, I, it's getting a little chippy. I don't want you to get that second tech because we're not winning this game without you. And to take him out, and I think he took him out for like 45 seconds, but he just needed that 45 seconds. That's it, coaches is coaching isn't all about X's and O's. It's little things like that. 
So for the most part, you gotta let you gotta let the dog go. But then there's times where, you know, coach will get involved in like that. From the front office perspective, we don't really try to get involved in like that because that's that's who he is, and and we wouldn't be who we are if he wasn't like that. Word, yeah. I mean, when we're watching, it's like Dre, please, please, <laughs> like I, I need you to like chill. Um, so I was glad Kerr Kerr pulled him. I did ask Draymond last night about the technical file and if he thought it would be rescinded and he flipped the script on me. He was like, do you think it should be rescinded? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yes. I mean, I had to think for a split moment if I want to answer that. Cause I'm just like, I know what I think. And I think everyone knows I ain't afraid to express my opinion, but I, I was just like, where people are going to be like, oh, I'm being biased, but like, fuck it, I'm going to just answer. <laughs> I, do, I do think it should be rescinded. And largely, it's not because I didn't think that in the game last night that <laughs> Dre probably earned a few texts, to be honest. Um, and I mean, I think the refs are aware of his situation. And mm -hmm. so it, it, this is almost like a great thing for Dre because he can really push it. And mm -hmm. they're going to let him push the boundaries because, I mean, they know what's going to come in terms of the attention, you know, like Luca. And, I mean, Luca's tech got rescinded. So yeah. that's sort of why I'm hopeful that Dre's might get rescinded because, I mean, if he gets a second now one, that's another suspension. And the yeah. team can't afford a second suspension to close out, you know, the remaining, what what is it, five games left now? Yeah. Um, without Dre. So he said he thinks it will. I said I think it will. But do you have any thoughts on that? I think, obviously, I hope it does. Uh, and I don't want to say anything that's perceived as, you know, insulting the ref so I don't catch a fine. But oh, to me, is when, when I... Fine too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't know that. I, I'm not trying to get you in. No, 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 no. And I'm not... Because to me, it's like, you know, and again, when I was rewatching it, like, by the law of the book, you know, uh, Ingram approached him and so I think Draymond did a really good job of not instigating it anymore and so I think they're going to look at that and I hope um, but I, I so based off of what I saw you know I, I think it I hope it gets rescinded um, obviously we're going to do a weekend to, to try and get it rescinded and so um, but yeah just watching it again it you know it wasn't like he you know came up on them they called the flagrant you know and then he kind of just like as he said in the post game was like just defending his space and so, to me, I feel like, you know, it should get rescinded. Cool.